All right, this is Mike for Working Class Thoughts. So right now we're going to look at the Republican Party. So the Republican Party, also referred to as the GOP, which stands for Grand Old Party, is one of the two major political parties in the United States, the other being their rival, the Democratic Party. So it was founded on March 20th, 1854. Its headquarters is 310 First Street, Southeast Washington, D.C., 20003. Their membership in 2017 was 32807417. All right, so some of their ideology would be conservatism, economic liberalism, and federalism, social conservatism. So we got the factions, which would be centrism, physical conservatism, fusism. Liberalism, neoconservatism, paleoconservatism, right-wing populism. So the GOP generally subscribes to the classical liberalism and took ideology stands that were anti-slavery and pro-economic reform. Abraham Lincoln was the first Republican president in the history of the United States. In 1912, Theodore Roosevelt formed the progressive... Wool Moose. Give me one minute. Uh, Bull Moose Party after being rejected by the GOP. He ran as a third party presidential candidate. Later in the 20th century, the liberal Republican element was overwhelmed by a more conservative uh, surge that began by Barry Goldwater in 1964 and continued during the Reagan era. So, after the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and the Voting Rights Act of 1965, the party's core base shifted with southern states becoming more uh, re, uh, more Republican in pres, uh, presidential politics and the Northeastern states becoming more uh, Democratic after the 1960s. The, incre- uh, the cautious increasingly identified with the Republican Party. After the Roe versus Wade 1973 Supreme Court ruling, the Republican Party made opposition to abortion a key point of its National Party platform and grew in support among uh, evangelical Christians. By 2000, the Republican Party was firmly aligned with Christian conservatism. A point to make, the party's core support since the 90s comes from the South, the Great Plains and the Mountain States and rural areas in the Northern States. The 21st Century Republican Party ideology is America conservatism, which in contrast with the democratic liberal platform and their progressive living and progressive wing. So historically, the GOP represents lower taxes, free market capitalism, free enterprise, strong national defense, gun rights, deregulation and restrictions of labor unions, advocating conservatism, economic policies, socially conservative. They tend to speak to adhere to traditional values based largely on Judeo-Christian ethics. They support free trade. 
They also reject the scientific conscious of on climate change. The Republican Party was founded in the northern states in 1854 by abolish uh, modernizers, ex-wings, and ex-free soldiers. The northern Republicans saw the expansion of slavery as a great evil. The Democrats support slavery, supported slavery. The Republican Party took uh, uh, came to power in the elections of 1860 when it won control of both houses of Congress and its candidate, Abraham Lincoln, was elected that year. Republicans held true to the fighting slavery and provide equal rights to all men in the American Civil War and Reconstruction, 1861 through 1877. The early Republican ideology was reflected in the 1856 slogan, Free Labor, Free Land, Free Man, which was coined by Salmon P. Chase, a senator from Ohio. So free labor, so free labor, opposition to slave labor, as well as a belief in independent artisans and businessmen alike. Free land was opposition to plantation system, would be where slave owners could buy up all the good farmland, leaving the yeoman independent farmers with the leftovers. This party strove to contain to the expansion of slavery, which caused the collapse of the slave power, as well as the expansion of freedom. Lincoln won the Republican nomination in 1800 and subjectively won the presidency in 1860. The Republican Party was at the center of Andrew Johnson's impeachment in 1868. He was a slavery supporter uh, Democrat. The Republican Civil War era program included free homestand farms, federally subsidized transcontinental rail, uh, railroads, national banking system, large national debt, land grants for higher education, new national banking system, wartime income tax, permanent high tariffs to the proto-inflation through free, uh, free silver. They created the foundations, give me one second, of the uh, modern welfare state through the extensive programs of pensions from union veterans. The Republicans returned to the White House throughout the uh, 1920 running on platform of normalcy, uh, normalcy business-oriented efficiency, and high tariffs. The National Party avoided the probation issues, uh, prohibition issues after it became law in the 1920s. The New Deal coalition of Democratic Franklin D. Roosevelt controlled American politics for most of the next three decades, accepting the two-term presidency of Republican Dwight D. Eisenhower. African Americans moved to support the Democratic Party during the New Deal era as they could vote in the North, however, not in the South. Even, through, even though the um, economy moved sharply up, long-term unemployment remained a drag until 1940. In the 30s, the Republican Party split into majority Old Right, Midwest, and liberal, and liberal wings in the North, East that supported most of the New Deal. Roosevelt 
was reelected in a landslide in 1936. The old right sharply attacked. Hold on one second. Sharply attacked the second New Deal, saying it represented class uh, warfare system and socialism. So the party founding members chose the name the Republican Party in the mid-1850s as homage to the values of republicanism promoted by uh, Thomas Jefferson. The Republican Party... Uh, hold on one second. The Republican Party... Horace Gracely, who called Oh, Horace uh, Greeley who called for some simple name like Republican that could more fitly designate those who had united to restore the Union to its true mission of champion and plumagator of liberty rather than propagandist slavery. The name reflects the 1776 Republican values of civic virtue in opposition to our aristocracy and corruption. The traditional mascot of the party is an elephant, a political cartoon by Thomas Nast, published in Harper's Weekly on November 7, 1874, is considered the first important use of the symbol. An alternate symbol of the Republican Party in the states such as Indiana, New York, and Ohio is the bald eagle as opposed to the Democratic rooster or the Democratic five-pointed star. In Kentucky, the log cabin is a symbol of the Republican Party, although this is not to be uh, not reflected to the gay log cabin Republican organization. Traditionally, the party had no color identity. After the 2000 election, the color red became associated with the Republicans. During and after the election, major broadcasting networks used a color system to show during states won by Republican George Bush were red. States won by Democratic nominee Al Gore were color blue. Due to the weeks-long dispute over the election results, the color system became firm, firmly ingrained to be associated as the official colors for the two political parties. Let's see. So the Republican National Committee, the RNC, is responsible for promoting promoting Republican campaign activities. It is responsible for developing and promoting the Republican political platform as well as coordinating fundraising and election strategy. Its current chairwoman is Ronna Romney McDaniel. The chair of the RNC is chosen by the president when the Republicans have the White House or otherwise by the party state committees. Under the direction of the party's presidential candidate, the RNC supervises the Republican National Convention, the highest body in the party, and raises funds to candidates. On the local levels, there are similar state committees in every state and most large cities, counties, and legislative districts, but they have far less money and influence than the national body does. The Republican House and Senate caucus have separate fundraising and strategy committees. The National Republican Congregational Committee, the, uh, the NRCC, 
assist in the House races while the National Republican Senatorial Committee, the NRSC, does so in the Senate races. They each raise over $100 million per election cycle and play important roles in the recording, uh, recruiting strong state candidates while the Republican Governors Association, the RGA, assists in state uh, gubernatorial races. In 2016, it is chaired by Governor Susan Martinez of New Mexico. So a little bit about the separation of powers and balance of powers. Many contemporary Republicans voice support of strict contraturism, the judicial philosophy that the Constitution should be interpreted as close to the original intent as practical. Republicans believe in federalism with limitations on federal authorities and in a larger role for states. As such, they often take less expensive reading a congregational power underneath underneath the commerce com, uh, commerce clause commerce 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 clause sorry so um, on environmental policies historically progressive leaders in the republican party supported environmental protection the republican president theodore roosevelt was a prominent conservative whose policies eventually led to the creation of the National Park Service. While Republican President Richard Nixon was not an environmentalist, he signed legislation to create the Environmental Protection Agency in 1970 and has a comprehensive environmental program. However, the position has changed since the 1980s and the administration of President Ronald Reagan, who labeled environmental regulation a burden on the economy. Since then, Republicans have increasingly taken positions against environmental regulation, with numerous Republicans rejecting the scientific consensus on climate change. The Republican Party is unique in denying anthropogenic climate change among conservative political parties across the Western world. So, in 2006, the California governor, Arnold Schwarzenegger, broke from the Republican Party orthodoxy to sign several bills imposing caps on carbon emissions in California. Then-President George W. Bush opposed mandatory caps at a national level. Bush's decision was not to regulate carbon dioxide as a pollutant, was challenged in the Supreme Court by 12 different states, with the court ruling against the Bush administration in 2007. Bush also publicly opposed the ratification on the Kipto Protocols, which sought to limit greenhouse gas emissions and thereby combat climate change, a decision heavily criticized by climate scientists. So I'm not going to go into all of this, but I do want to go into a little bit of this right here. So Republican stance on immigration as a whole. In the period 1850 through 1870, the Republican Party was more opposed to, uh, to immigration than the Democrats, in part because the Republican Party relied on the support of anti-Catholic and anti-immigration parties such as the no, Know-Nothings at the time. In the decades following the Civil War, the Republican Party grew more supportive of immigration as it represented manufacturers in the Northeast who wanted additional labor, whereas the Democratic Party came to be seen as the party of labor, 
which wanted fewer laborers to compete with. Starting in the 1970s, the party switched places again, as the Democrats grew more supportive of immigration than the Republicans did. Republicans are divided on how to confront illegal immigration between a platform that allows for migrant workers a path to citizenship for undocumented immigrants supported by the establishment types versus a position focused on securing the border and deporting illegal immigrants supported by populists. In 2006, the White House supported and Republican-led Senate passed comprehensive immigration reform that would eventually allow millions of illegal immigrants to become citizens. But the House, also led by, by, by Republicans, did not advance the bill. After, after the defeat in 2012 presidential election, particularly among Latinos, several Republicans advocated a friendlier approach to immigrants. However, in 2016, leading candidate Donald Trump proposing building a wall among the southern border, proposals causing for immigration referral with the path to citizenship for undocumented immigrants have attracted broad Republican support in some polls. In 2013, poll, uh, the poll, 60% of Republicans supported the pathway concept. So, you might be finding yourself asking, what are some social policies they might have? Well, the Republican Party is generally associated with social conservative policies, although it did have dissenting centrists and libertarian factions. The social conservatives want laws that uphold their traditional value, such as opposition to same-sex marriage, abortion, and marijuana. Most conservative Republicans also oppose gun control, affirmative action, and illegal immigration. Abortion and stem cell research. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to really go into that. Per well, we will look at some of this, though. The civil rights. So Republicans are generally against affirmative action for women and some minorities, often describing it as a quota system and believing that it is not a meritocratical and that it is a counterproductive socially by only further promoting discrimination. Many Republicans support race neutral admission policies in universities, but supporting taking into account the socioeconomic status status of different students. So a little bit about gun, gun ownership. Republicans generally support gun, gun ownership rights and oppose laws regulating guns. So Republicans have historically supported the war on drugs and opposed the legalization of drugs. More recently, several prominent Republicans have advocated for the reduction and reform uh, mandatory sentencing laws with regard to different drugs. And I'm not going to go into the LGBT aspect of it really just yet, but I'm going over some different notes right now. <clears throat> so part of me, it has been a minute. Um, All right, so let's look at some factions. The modern Republican Party includes conservatives, social conservatives, economic liberals, neoconservatives, paleoconservatives, populist martyrs, libertarians, and the religious rights. In 2018, Gallup polling found that 69% of Republicans 
describe themselves as conservative while 25% opted for the term moderate and another 5% self-identified as liberal according to the survey results. While ideology and separated into social and economic issues, in 2015 Gallup poll found that 53% of Republicans called themselves socially conservative, 34% chose the label socially moderate, and 11% called themselves socially liberal. On economic issues, the same 2015 poll revealed that 64% of Republicans chose the label economic conservative to describe their views on the physical policy <coughs> Well, 25, uh, 27% selected the label economic moderate and 7% uh, opted for economic liberal to de describe physical pol uh, policies. So the, here's the thing. In these times that we're living in, you got to look at different aspects. And as far as politics go, I'm on the verge of like what you just heard uh, when I was going over my notes. I'm more of a liberal Republican, but the liberal issues that I have a stance on are mainly about marijuana reform, which I feel like federally should be done. And they should manufacture them in a sense the same way that the tobacco companies do. Because I know that the average nine to five guy that is shopping that's going to work would rather go to the store and pay whatever amount of money it is, including the tax purchase on it, to be able to purchase legal marijuana and get maybe a six pack and go home as opposed to going somewhere and risk getting bad quality or even worse, lace product. Or even worse, robbed, as opposed to purchasing in an illegal way. And this is something that is psychologically, I feel like, could be proven. And also, physically speaking, I feel like, I feel like it'd be a bonus for the our economy. In fact, I know for a fact, just based on different states that have reported the amount of money that they have grossed over the sales of legal marijuana, um, those states have made a ton of money off of legal marijuana sales. So that supports the theory I've had about um, how most people would rather purchase it that way. I've always had that stance as far back as I can remember. And I think that's proven with the states in the past couple years that have legalized. You can see it with just the amount of money that they made. I mean, if I remember right, Colorado made enough money back on their um, marijuana sales that they had enough money to get people uh, extra money on their state taxes. And they had like, you know, really good road systems and a lot of jobs have been created uh, amongst that as just as well with the tourist agency. Now, you also have other states that um, are having problems with it. Um <clears throat> I'm not sure if it was Oregon or not, um, but they're having, there's another state that's having so much, uh, there's, the market was so overwhelmed and the state wasn't ready for um, this, you know, they wasn't ready for it and they have so much product and because of the federal law that hasn't been reformed yet, they cannot ship it out of the state. 
So they have no choice but to burn the excess product off. You know, because they can't, you know, so they're losing money on it. But that's just how much it is. And there was one shop owner that said when she first opened, there was like one shop like so far down the road. She said that there was like eight shops on one road, for example. Now, this has created an influx problem. And that's what they meant by the state wasn't ready for the amount of uh, sales that they had. I think Colorado did it really efficiently. You know what I mean? I really do. (laughs) I think Colorado showed they should be an example of what each state should do. And I also think they should be an example for how the government should start regulating it as well. I'm trying to quit smoking, so I'm hitting this vape cigarette, so I apologize for that. Uh, At any rate, back to the matter at hand. So with the Republican Party, one of the reasons that I was attracted to it is because of the history of it. Historically, they have been the party that has supported anti-slavery and they they have been the party that supported free business amongst all men economically. They believe all men should have the right to own their own businesses and create their own wealth. That's what they mean by independent wealth. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to the more liberal view of the Democratic Party. The Democrat Party was actually was actually uh they supported slavery and they were anti segregate uh, they were pro segregation. You know what I mean? As for the Republicans, they were for the they were for um what was it? Um they were actually for the um what the fuck am I thinking? Hold on one second. Okay, so the Republican Party was against slavery, and the Republican Party was also in favor of segregation into all schools. As for the, the you know what I mean, they wanted all people to be able to go to school. The Democratic Party, they didn't. They wanted separation of different races. They were strongly for uh, slavery historically, and they historically have fought almost every single civil rights bill as fact the Republican Party historically has been in favor of all the civil rights bills. So one has to remember that. In fact, it was, I believe it was in the 50s whenever majority of the House and the Senate Congress were Democrat and they all, uh, there is a strong portion of them that were Ku Klux Klan members and majority of the Ku Klux Klan members historically are Democratic as well. So I'm historically, I'm actually Republican. But I'm also a liberal Republican, like I said before. So there's other factions that you should that one needs to be able to consider whenever they're going into this election term, such as knowing your party's history, which is a little bit about what this off the top episode has been about. So you have to take into the account of all of this. Now, I will say this, that the Obama, whatever he was running, he did a bang up job. The Democratic Party just did an awesome job because what they did was not only did they create the first African-American candidate who just so happens was Democrat, but also he was the first presidential candidate that utilized social media 
the way that he did. And that revolutionized politics. Now, with the Trump administration, you have another historical election that happened. And you have the first celebrity and also a billionaire that ran and won. So that historically changed the whole grounds of the presidential candidacy. Now, you also have to realize that there is such a thing as political science. So you have all these different parties that are coming out. And what they're doing is they're looking at the social issues. Like just recently, you have the Democratic Party that announced that they have created a new bill that's going to end the federal ban on marijuana. It's going to it's going to create marijuana reform and end the prohibition of marijuana. The Democratic Party announced this. Now, I think that is one of the smartest moves that they have made in a very long time. Because that's going to gain them a lot of supporters. Not for myself, although I support that bill. Do you get what I'm saying? I do support that bill. I want to go on record with saying that. However, with that, with that said, I think that's just a mood that they're doing to gain votes. Because what they want to do is they want to gain control of both houses again. And they also want to establish a presidential candidate as well. So they're going to use every social cause that they can. That's just like Hillary Clinton was running and she was relying on the LGB, uh, the um, LG community to um, gain votes. And she did. Now, an interesting thing about Hillary Clinton that you need to realize is. She has roots to racist organizations as well, as so does Bill Clinton. Now, although that all changed with the Monica Lewinsky thing, but the main reason why I did not want Clinton to get elected is I knew what she, what Bill Clinton did during the whole uh, Kosovo, uh, Kosovo uh, situation overseas. And the whole wars that were happening in different regions during the Bill Clinton administration, I know what they did. I mean, and let's not, that brings me back to another thing. And I'm sorry if I'm going off the wall here a little bit. Um, but during, back to, back to the Obama. So during his presidential term, um, although he did not send boots on the ground, meaning men overseas, he did historically spend more money with drone warfare than any other president has. So although, yes, he did not send troops physically on the ground, he did send drones and he sent a shit ton of them throughout his presidency. So you can't discount that fact either. And I will go on a record saying, yes, I did vote for Trump. And if he did, and yes, I will vote for him again, most likely. But then again, I'm also looking at different aspects of this upcoming campaign as well. I'm looking at a lot of different aspects to it. I was a little bit hesitant about even doing this podcast. I felt like it wasn't quite ready yet. Um, So if the quality is not as good as what my work normally is, uh, like I said, uh, I was feeling eager to do another episode because it's been so long since I did an official one. So it's um, half of the research material that I normally do. So it's a lot more of my personal spin, like an off-the-top style episode. Uh, 
but with this upcoming election term coming up, I felt like people need to understand the history of their, of their party. I hope that people learn that to understand what their political party is actually doing, uh, meaning the candidates that they're supporting. You have to understand what they're actually doing. But you also have to remember something, too, with, going back to Trump with so many people hating on him. The president only has three powers that he can actually exercise. And he still has to get voted, I believe, on one of them. I know for sure. So I'm not sure about the other ones, but I know for sure he has one, too. So whenever you're looking at these policies that are coming out, you can't automatically hate on Trump. You've got to understand that it's being voted on by Congress and the Senate are the ones making the new laws. And they're being voted on by them, not Presidential Trump. He might be able to create new policies, but it still has to get voted on. So these gray hair senators and uh, congressmen are the ones that's really pulling the strings behind the scenes. And you need to realize that as well. And I will not get into conspiracy theories as well about anything. But my personal stance on it being a liberal Republican would be that, like I said earlier, just on marijuana, basically, Um, because I can't say that I support prostitution. I can say that I think that it would be smarter if they did have a way to where people would get checked or have very harsh penalties for it. Not a slap on the wrist like they do now, but a very harsh sentence on prostitutes and the pimps as well. And I think that if they if that people have a need for it, then it should be in a legal way. And those girls should get checked regularly as well. And if not, it should be a harsher stance on it as far as a punishment goes for it. So I don't also agree with it. And I know that's kind of like trippy to some people, you know, that I wouldn't. People that actually know me, you know, outside of the show. But yeah, I don't I can't say that I support prostitution by any means whatsoever. Because a lot of those girls are forced into it. So, no, I can't say that I support it. But I can say if they were ever to think about it, that would be the only rational way to think about it. Now, granted, that's a, that only sense that would be irrational is the sense that it should be, if it was become a, uh, an actual th- a thing, then it should be looked at and defined as well. But the predate to it would be, yeah, that'd be my stance on it. If it was become legal, they would have to do something. And there should be a very harsh penalty for people that's doing it not in a legal way and and not a legal way. So that's my stance on both of those issues. So I know it's kind of uh, it's kind of a trip to some people that actually know me, man. They're kind of like, whoa, like I would have never thought that you lean that way. But I do. I mean. But I'm also more harsher towards other areas, you know, like uh, thinking back on the Obama administration, whenever we had the whole thing with Korea, whenever he first started showing out, you know, doing those little practice launches and they're like, hey, you know, Ken, knock it off. Slap on the wrist. Oh, yeah. Here, let me let me press another button. And, you know, he lost one again and another slap on the wrist. I was like, you know what? Fuck that. After the first one, whatever he did it again. Now, I would have been sending some kind of form of troop over there being like, hey, check this out. We warned you once. We ain't going to warn you again. So I, I, I tend to lean more towards that way. And the reason why I lean towards that way is because I believe a nation is only as strong as what a nation's citizens are. 
and what our politicians are. Because I look at it like this. It's just like in street gang fair in a way. You know, like when another country says, hey, watch this shit. I'm going to go over here and fuck around and do this. I'm going to go over to this person's hood and go mess around, meaning their country. I believe that country has every single right to defend themselves in every single which way that they should defend themselves. And if you don't defend yourself, I feel like other countries look at you as weak. And if you appear to be weak, that's when countries will try start coming against you. That's why I feel like we need to have a stronger, our nation needs to have a stronger national defense system. As well as a stronger border, border policy. And this is why, yes, I do support the wall. And I have supported the wall since he first came out and said it. I also support stronger illegal immigration uh, laws. And I have for years, even before Trump came along. So you got to understand that. And I think that's, I think that's actual center. I think that's actual necessity defend to defend our country. We must do that. We must secure we must secure our borders and we must step up our identity as a country. Both by government and both from the by the citizens. We need to start stepping up and making our country look better again. Because a lot of countries are looking at us as weak right now and divided. And if a country seems divided and weak, what's gonna happen? Other countries are gonna be like, hey, now's the time to strike. That's my fear, actually. You dig what I'm saying? I mean it's it's a much deeper down a rabbit's hole kind of deal. Um, And with that said, I mean, I think that's all reasons why I think, logically, I think that's why I identify more towards the Republican Party than I do anything else. Because the Democrats historically are like, oh, no, let's not do that. I don't want to get involved in that, man. You know, because the Democrat Party, what happened was in the 60s, like they said in the research material, like we went over, like what was stated, you know, they leaned more towards the hippie community and the liberal minded people and the feminist movement because they wanted votes and they knew if they did that, then they can gain votes. That's the only reason why they did it. It's not necessarily that they agree with it because I want you to look at the policies that were stated during those time periods. Did anything really change that drastic? Honestly, you get what I'm saying? So I think you need to understand that too. So when it comes down to policies, this is all reasons why, you know, there's that old saying. They came out with what years ago. Never talk about religion, politics at places like work, because so many people feel about it different ways. Like I just said, I feel like it. I feel like I feel like these ways, like I just said. However, I know that the next guy, you know, standing over here, he might not feel the same way as I do. You dig what I'm saying? But. At the same time, I have a right to feel the way I do, and he has a right to feel the way he does. You don't know, you do you get what I'm saying? Like it's not is it's not like that for me. Like I, I believe like everybody has a right to believe that however they want to believe. And then in that sense, that's another aspect to why I call myself more of a liberal Republican. Because I do feel like people have a right to worship whatever they want to worship. People have a right to believe in whatever they want to believe in. The only way that I feel like it shouldn't be allowed is if you're hurting children. You dig what I mean? Like if you're hurting children or women, then nah, man, that's not a, that's not acceptable by any means, man. You know, but other than that, yeah, it's all good. 
now I am pro guns as well, which historically has been more in a Republican stance as well. Because like I just said earlier, I believe everybody has a right to protect themselves. Now, I want to be able to protect my family and myself. So I don't know what this, you know, what this guy over here, he might be having. You know what I'm saying? I could be I could be somewhere where I'm not familiar with, you know, my surroundings. So I don't know what this uh, the, the old boy over here might have. You know what I'm saying? All I know is I got to be ready in case he does have some, you know what I mean? Because I don't know. That's why I support it in that sense. I also do support I'm not a uh I'm not a vegan. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not a vegan. Um I'm a carnivore if anything. I I I love meat. In fact, I won't eat I won't eat a meal unless it has meat in it. <laughs> I, I just won't. That's just how I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I know that's not for everybody, but hey, like I just said, everybody has a right to do whatever they want, you know? And I'm not going to tell everybody else how to believe what they want to believe in. It's not my place to, you know? But, you know, that's just how I am. But So I do support hunting, and I know a lot of people don't, you know, but I do. You know, I think it's a cool sport. I wish I would have learned how to do it when I was longer, when I was younger, uh, you know? I love fishing. I I love fishing, but I wish I would have learned how to hunt when I was younger, honestly, because I love wild game food. I think food just tastes better when it's freshly killed, honestly. (laughs) It really does. Um, It's also less greasy and healthier as well. There's not a bunch of additives to it um, that is common with other industrial produced meat. There's not um, a lot of additives and chemicals that's also been added to it. And you'll find that in fresh killed beef or even fresh killed deer meat, venison, um, you'll find that when you cook it, or even wild boar, when you cook it, it's not nearly as greasy as what store-bought is. In fact, you you very rarely even have to dump out the um, excess oil or grease Unless you, um, well, I mean, you might, you have to dump it still because you don't want to, you know, have the grease into the sauce whenever you're cooking it. However, it's not nearly as greasy as what I'm saying as what store-bought is. And that's proof right there that it's actually better for you and healthier. Now, I don't believe that, I don't necessarily support the whole entire killing for sport for trophies, you know what I mean, or ivory. That's just not acceptable. To me. Now, that's just me personally. I don't feel like that's acceptable. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't like seeing um, the ivory trade. I don't like seeing the, um, a wild cheetah or wild lion mounted on someone's wall. Unless they were on like a savannah trip over in Africa or savannah, sorry, savannah trip over in Africa or something. Or if they were over in the jungle and were attacked by an animal and they killed it in self-defense and they have a story behind it, then yeah, that's perfectly acceptable. But just to kill something, just to say you killed it, that's, that's not acceptable to me when it comes to animals or humans for that matter. That's just me personally. You know, I know it's a trip because it's kind of different, but that's just how I look at it. Um, <clears throat> see, I told you, this is why, this is why I like to research <laughs> this is why I like to research episodes more <laughs> because it turned into an off the top episode. Um, however, <clears throat> these are just personal viewpoints I have on my political party and how I define it as an, as an individual.
And like I said, other people might feel differently. And that's why you see so many different factions, by the way, within the Republican Party. You also see those in the Democratic Party as well. You'll see different factions. Those different factions are basically like, okay, so this group of people over here, you know what I mean? They don't agree fully. They, they still identify as Republican, but these Republicans over here, you dig, they, they're Republicans, but they don't agree with these Republicans. So they're going to create, they're going to call themselves this. And these people over here, you know, they're going to call themselves that. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't necessarily mean they're not Republicans. It just means that they view their party policies a little bit more differently and, and identify and define those differently than these people over here, even though it's the same political party. So whenever you're voting, you got to keep that in mind. When you're watching the news and you're hearing their speeches and all that that's going on, you got to keep all that. You dig into perceptive of what they're saying. You got to understand all of that before you make your decision, because otherwise you're making a blind decision. Why would you want to make a blind decision? You know, I don't see the point of making a blind decision anyways. And I know a lot of other people don't. That's just how I define that. <clears throat> so they're telling me I'm running out of time. <laughs> So anyways, this is my attempt at reaching people about the history of your political parties. Um, in case I don't do one on the history of the Democratic Party, I do suggest it. Uh, me being Republican, though, I do want to do one on the history of the Republican Party. Because a lot of people that I know um, outside of this show that know me, they are actually really uh, surprised that I vote Republican and why I, I identify as a Republican. So, you know what I mean? So this is like... <clears throat> my way of explaining why I identify as being Republican. So <clears throat> with that said, this has been Mike for Working Class Thoughts. Um, <clears throat> look forward for more episodes coming your way. I'm actually going to start researching right now to have more official episodes like you guys heard originally. I know this one is not as good of quality as what my episodes normally are. And if you're still listening right now, I just want to say thank you for listening. The next episode you hear, I promise you, is actually going to be properly researched. It's going to be more like the ones that you've heard before. I promise you that. And with that said, this has been Mike for Working Class Thoughts. Know, about, know the history of your political party. Everybody be united. It's not about race. It's about community. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? It's not about money. It's about having physical responsibility and enough sense to vote the right way for your candidate so you can support your family. You get, you get what I'm saying? So anyways, know the history of your political party. Vote the right way. Vote cautiously. Pay attention to what people are saying. Expect new episodes coming your way. Better episodes are coming your way. I'm going to start getting into some really way out there stuff again. So be looking forward to that. This has been Mike for Working Class Thoughts. Everybody have a good day.